Shalom to all. Today's daf is Yerushalmi Shumas Daf Mem Vav, and we are starting about the fifth line at the beginning of the Gemara, right after the Mishnah. And in the Lutzer's Daf, it's near the end of Chafei Amud Aleph. And today's daf is sponsored by Nishmas Mars Miriam Sarabas Rabbi Yaakov Meishe Her Nishama Should I Have an Aliyah? So we continue talking about Bittel Truma, and we quote the Mishnah, Saw Truma Tmei Avachulu. And now the Gemara tells us Tanu Rebchi Rebchi Taught in Abraisa Tevel Male Uperes Shvius Malin. That's proper Girsa, not Usvicha Shvius, but Uperes Shvius. Both Tevel and Peres Shvius will create Bittel. Meaning, don't say that the only time we're going to have Bittel of truma that falls into something else is when that something else is permitted to eat. Even when the other thing is not permitted to eat, such as tevel, you're not allowed to eat tevel right now, or pears shviyas, when they're by zman beer, you're not allowed to eat them right now, still there's going to be bitl of truma. And we further explain tevel mala, tevel will be mavatal truma that falls into it, obviously if there's a portion of 1 to 100, and then when you take out a saw to treat it as truma, the kairashem of masreisav, you have to be kairashem to the maestress of that saw that you took out, because maybe that which you took out is actually tevel and not truma, and it's just being treated as truma, so therefore you have to designate its maestress onto somewhere else. And Parashvias as well, when he's fixing up these Parashvias that the truma fell into, and he's taking out a saw, so Malin, it's taken out, and it's given to those who could eat them. We have Machalikas who's allowed to eat Paris after his man beer, and whoever is allowed to eat them, that's who it's given to. And now Rabbi Yassi clarifies, Masisa Amr Kain, our Mishnah says this, what does our Mishnah tell us? If a saw of truma falls into less than a hundred, the proper girsa is, there's no bitl. And that's because it's less than 100. But, if it fell into 100, so there is Bittal over there. And Veloy Tevel, who? Isn't our Mishnah also talking about a case of Tevel? How so? Well, our Mishnah listed one of the cases as Truma falling into Maiserishain. Well, that Maiserishain is considered Tevel to some extent because it still hasn't had Truma's Maiser taken out of it. And nonetheless, we say that there's Bittal. So we even see from our Mishnah that if Truma falls into something that's Tevel or something that's considered Usr, still there'd be Bittal over there. And the work that he was Tamantanin over there was taught in the Mishnah that's at the end of Masachas Tamura, Madlikin Mepasu Shemeshal Truma. If a client has bread or oil of Truma that's Tame, he could light it in his lamp or put it in his fire, and that's a permitted use of this Tame Truma. Now Cheska Amachiska argues and says, Loishanu El Pasu Shemen, this was only taught by bread and oil, because these are normal uses of these things. Hashar called Varm Lai, but other types of Truma that become Tame are now allowed to be burned. That's because since it's abnormal to burn other types of foods, others are going to suspect that he's misusing Truma, and therefore those things are now allowed to be burned. Now Rabbi Echanan, Rabbi Echanan says, there's no difference. He pass, he shemen, he shar called varim. The pass shemen and all other things are all the same. If they're tame truma, the kinds of benefit from them by burning them. Now, Rabbi Yudin Kabbatkaya, by Rabbi Yudin Kabbatkaya, asked the following question: Chitin kepas, zesim keshemen. Do we say a corn to chizkia, the raw wheat is just like bread, and tame raw wheat that's truma is allowed to be burned? Olives are just like oil, or do we not say that? No one would have an answer to this question. I continue to talk about this. So Shmuel Rav Nachman says, B'shem Rabbi Yainasan, that's a proper girsa. Hamalik pass shall truma. If a kind burns bread of truma, which is tame, that's a proper gear, so we take out the word shaman. Yisfrat's myself, his bones should be burned, namely according to this, a kain is not allowed to burn bread of truma, which is tame. Whereas now, Roshul Renachman Ba Kumi Rabbi Yechanan, Roshul Renachman asked in front of Rabbi Yechanan, what about lighting bread of truma that's tame? Is that permitted? So Amalei told him, I'd like one could light with it. Whatever will fall upon your shevet will fall upon you. And that means whatever punishment will befall the shevet of kaihanim for burning bread of truma that's tame, that's going to befall you. And in other words, he's saying, it's already become an accepted minog among the kaihanim that they burn passive truma, which is tame. So if you do it, whatever's going to happen to them is going to happen to you. Everything Mark continues, I call din, everyone agrees, even Rabbi Yainasan, who's machmir before, that b'shemen, when we're dealing with tame truma oil, shuhumotar, that a kain's allowed to burn it. Domer of Babar b'shem Rabbi Yechanan, the Bosak tells us in regards to truma, l'chan esativ l'mashcha, and what do we learn from here? L'mashcha l'gdula. First of all, the word mashcha is a lashon of gedula, of greatness. Namely, a person's allowed to take truma 
mushroom oil and do with it what greats do. And greats are referring to kings and kings eat oil with their bread and other things like that. So truma oil is allowed to be eaten. Furthermore, what's the drasha? Lamashcha, lasicha. Mashcha is also lashan of limshaya, as in to anoint. As the Pazak is also telling us that kaihanim are allowed to anoint themselves with truma oil. And lastly, we learn lamashcha, lahadlaka, that the Pazak of lamashcha is also telling us that tame truma oil is allowed to be burned. And that's the source, and everyone agrees to this, that tame truma oil is allowed to be burned. So now, in light of this, we ask a question on our Mishnah. Nicha, our Mishnah makes sense when it says in the beginning that if tame truma fell into less than 100, everything has to be left to rot, so to hirin your kavu. It makes sense that if this tame truma had fallen into less than 100 of tahar, so everything has to be left to rot. And that's because, since there's Medoma over here, everything is treated as Truma, and that means that we have Truma Tahira over here as well, and therefore, we can't burn Truma Tahira, and that's why everything has to be left to rot. However, Tamein, your Kavu, if Truma fell into less than a hundred of Chulin, and that Chulin was Tame, why would everything have to be left to rot? We should be allowed to burn it, because we just said that Tame Truma is allowed to be burned. Now, for the clarification of this, Aldati the Cheskia, according to Cheskia, Nicha your Kavu. So it makes sense that it has to be left to rot, and that's because Cheskia told us before that the only type of Tame Truma that's allowed to be burned is bread and oil. And our Mishnah is talking about all sorts of things. And Cheskia said that all sorts of things are not allowed to be burned, even if they're Tame Truma. So if our Mishnah makes sense according to Cheskia, but Aldati the that all types of truma that are tame are allowed to be burned. So in this case, when we have truma that falls into less than a hundred of tame chulin, so everything here should be allowed to be burned because it's treated as tame truma. So let's just burn it and allow the kind to benefit from it. So we answer so Rabbi Yechanan Kadod Rabbi Yesi Ben Chanina. Rabbi Yechanan holds like Rabbi Yesi Ben Chanina. The Shema Yimtza Behen Aliyah. Perhaps we're going to find an Aliyah, meaning perhaps we're going to be able to create bittel over here. Maybe while he's waiting for it to rot, tons of chulin to hiron is going to be added onto this, and then. And the truma over here that fell in is going to be bottle. And if you're going to say that he's allowed to burn it, well, that means that he's burning something that might eventually have bittle. I wouldn't want that. That's why we say it has to be left to rot. Now, we just have a qualification of this. That's a proper girsa. It's only talking about something that it's not the derech to eat it. So since it's not the derech to eat it, he should let it sit, and then maybe there's going to end up being bittle. If we're talking about something that it is a derech to eat it, so he's not allowed to let it sit, and he has to burn it right away, because maybe there's going to end up being a mishap if he lets it sit to rot, waiting perhaps for the chance that maybe there's going to end up being bittel, well then somebody might end up eating from it, and then that's going to be a problem. However, we have one last question on this. But like in Sovereign Mamer, don't we hold to say that Hektish only has its place and its time? Now what's this question? So our Mishnah applies even if Truma falls into Hektish. And that would mean that according to our Mishnah, if Truma falls into less than 100 Hektish, so there's no bittel over here, and everything would have to be left to rot. But according to this memo, that we shouldn't allow this Truma Hektish mixture to rot, we should be able to burn it. Because Ain Hektish Al means we look at the Hektish as it is now. And right now there's no Bittal, so let's burn it right now. There's no need for us to wait later on for something to happen. And our Mishnah is not Mashma like that. So Rukhanina Rukhani answers, Tifter, we could explain our Mishnah as referring to the following case, Shacharav Aisemakim, that that place where this Truma Hektish mixture is currently located is Kharav, is destroyed, it's desolate. There's no people over there. And the Gizbar, the one who's in charge of Hektish, can't find anyone to buy it, even just to use for firewood. So you're right, in a standard case, when he has this truma hektish mixture, where the hektish is tame, and again, there's no bittel, because there isn't a hundred to be mavatal the truma, so Gizbar could use it for firewood right away, or he could sell it right away for firewood if he wants. But our Mishnah that says that he should let it rot is referring to a situation where there is no one to buy it. So therefore, the Gizbar is allowed to leave it on the chance that maybe someone's going to come by and purchase it from him, and that way he's going to be able to make money for hektish. We're going to stop here for the damn pickup tomorrow, continue to explain the Mishnah for now. Everyone should have a wonderful day.